Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good to see you guys. How's everybody doing here? Good? All right. It's, uh, it's Sunday. I love it. It's always um, an honor and blessing for me to come and, and stand before you and, and give a word and to worship. It was just, uh, Toby, thank you. Worship was just beautiful and a, a way to enter into God's presence. We are in a series on the Holy Spirit, and, and um, gosh, I've repented, and so I'm not going to repent anymore, so um, I, I, okay, I'll repent again. I, I've just talked about, gosh, the whole, what the Holy Spirit's doing and does in our lives, uh, the fact that it's taken me this long to preach more in depth and around the Holy Spirit is, is, is just wrong, so... That was my repentance again. But I, because I, I, God is doing something, and, and there's this whole misconception of who the Holy Spirit is. And he's mystified, and he's, uh, he's put in a box, and he's, he's pushed aside, and all of these things. But I am more convinced today than I ever have been, including my crazy charismatic days, that there is the need for the Holy Spirit in my life to do what God has called me to do. So I'm inviting you into this conversation, and I'm, I'm asking you to open your ears, your eyes, your heart, and allow God to speak to you. Because many of us have, have gone through this Christian walk, and we've just kind of put the Holy Spirit to the side and not engaged the Holy Spirit. So we've been through, a, 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 we, we started off with who is he, and is he a person? We, we kind of talked about the Holy Spirit is not it. You know, when we say it, he is a person. And it's significant because of, of this right here. Why is it important to see him as a person? Because if we don't see the Holy Spirit as a person, we will never develop that personal relationship with him. And therefore, we will never walk in this relationship. And when things go south or when things get tough or even when they're good, we'll, we'll just kind of put them to the side. If you remember the first week I talked about one of the things that he has is, is, uh, talked about is being a comforter. And we like to take our comforters and put them on the side and not uh, engage them. There are several descriptions that the Bible gives of the Holy Spirit. And, and as I was writing these down, I'm going, I need every single one of them, a counselor. I need a counselor. Why did you just laugh? Consoler. I need a consoler. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> I need a grammar teacher also. So, if gosh. Did, have I ever told you why this works? <laughs> Just in case I haven't, okay? So I, I can't spell, as you see. I can't, I'm a grammatical, uh, what, what? Now my mom's pointing at me, what? What do you want? You want to rebuke me too? Okay, great. There's a mom always sticking up for the preacher. Gosh, I appreciate that. Thank you, mom. You're the best. She's never, she's never met a son or daughter that has done anything wrong, so I love it. Um, 
so why this works, I'm kind of sidebar. Hi, I didn't even see you there. Why this works is because I can't spell, I can't write, I can't read. I, it takes me forever, all these things. But I've got common sense. Like, I mean, I don't walk in front of cars. Uh, now, my beautiful wife, she can conjugate a verb. <laughs> she can spell. She went to USC, you know. But I always get a rescuer to not walk in front of cars. <laughs> so it's a perfect match, common sense and brilliance. Beauty, beast. Okay, it's going to be a long day. Good thing the Cowboys are playing today. I'm going to be by myself. Um, the consoler, counselor, the intercessor. I need an intercessor. I need, I need, when I don't know what to say or when I'm saying stupid things, I allow the Holy Spirit to pray. I need an advocate. Anybody need an advocate? I need a helper. I need a helper. And I do. I need a comforter. And those are the descriptives of the Holy Spirit. Yet we have taken the Holy Spirit and just kind of put them off to the side. Put them off to the side. Today I want to talk about Pentecost. Is the Holy Spirit Pentecostal? Now, when I say that word, what conjures up in your mind? I mean, I'm looking at faces now, and some of you are like, oh my gosh, Pentecostal, baby. <laughs> what is Pen I want to talk about Pentecost and Pentecostal. So uh, let me just, just give it a, a 10,000 view here. Who are we? Are we Pentecostal as a church? Now, if you mean Pentecostal in the sense of you, got, you can't wear pants and you can't wear makeup, we are definitely not that, okay? That, that strong Pentecostal, you know, you, you, you got to wear dresses and you can't wear makeup and all the different things. And, and let, me, let me qualify here and say something. Don't bash other veins of the, of the church. We've all done it. I've done it. Maybe you've done it. Maybe you guys are all better than me. But, you know, don't, don't. It, it, I've seen God do some incredible things at a Pentecostal church. I've seen God do some incredible things as, at a conservative, uh, you know, church that, you know, doesn't have, even have tambourines or. or <laughs> I've seen God move all across the board. So please, as I'm talking about, I, I want to have some reverence. But I also want to tell you who we are, Pacific Point Church. Some of you are here to visit. Some of you call this your church. So you know very clearly who we are. We believe in water baptism, but we're not Baptist. Uh, we believe in the fully, in the person and the works of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we're not Pentecostal. We believe Pentecost is a fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost. I'll talk a little bit about that. We believe every believer needs a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every believer. I believe the church, if every believer had a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit, it would look a whole lot different. We wouldn't have this divide, or just division in the church. I think if, if, if every believer had a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit, I don't think we'd see this political divide. I don't think we'd see this, this spiritual divide. I don't think any of those things would happen because that's not who the Holy Spirit is. And Jesus was not a Democrat or a Republican. I know that shocks some of you. I believe if we had a vital relationship with the Holy Spirit, we could make it. I don't, I, yeah. So I woke up this morning to a text. 
uh, from a good friend who was, we were just with last week, spent a week with him. And uh, I got a text from Claire, who they're also, Claire and, Claire and Jed are good friends. Their son OD'd last night and died. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm in praying and reading, studying this morning. I'm going, oh, God. Dear God. I need the Holy Spirit. This, this, it, it isn't a game. Life. And, and, and people wrestle with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and all of this stuff. And we have a church that just says, go to church. Qualify that. Go to church. We, we, have a, we have a church, we got pastors, and I'm, me, all of us, that just said, just said, if you'll just read your Bible a little more. We, we've, got, we've got a church that, that doesn't know what to do with mental illness. I, we, we have a pastor down the road, one of the biggest churches in the world, whose son committed suicide. This man had, it has impacted, I mean, he's got to be right up there with Billy Graham, Rick Warren has impacted just millions of people. And his son commits suicide. Is it because he's not a good preacher? Two lead pastors in the last year, I know there are more, but in this area, Orange County, took their lives. Oh, one had a massive church. Both of them actually were pastored in massive churches. So the answer must not be that I'm successful in the world's eyes. Because if that was true, I should commit suicide. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Is that terrible? Can you even do, do I repent right now? I, you know what? I, let me just tell you. Uh, well, here's, here's what I, I, I've, I've learned in the last five years. If I'm not laughing, I'm crying, and I just don't want to cry anymore. I don't say that without reverence, and I don't say that other than in my heart, it just, it just breaks. And I watch kids deal with mental illness and suicide and, and disease and, 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 and all these things. And how can, where's the answer? Coming to church on Sunday? It doesn't seem to be that way. Is, it, is, it, is the answer, gosh, Give more, read more, work harder, all that stuff. Is the answer stop sinning? Is, is the answer one of those things? Or is it Jesus? Is it, is it the Holy Spirit? Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe, the answer to my pain on this, this side of heaven is Jesus. <laughs> that sounds so crazy because we're sitting in church. Maybe, just maybe, the answer to your hurt, your mental illness, and let me qualify this. I'm not telling you your mental illness will go away. 
I'm just saying the answer is Jesus, who will allow you to cope and deal and walk through it. The power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me is what will allow me to walk in and through it. Not that he's going to completely deliver me of it. I wish he would deliver me of it, but that's just not real life because we live in a fallen, fallible, sinful world. I'm going to keep praying and asking for healing, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Then it comes full circle, and we've talked about this forever. Is Jesus enough, and is the promise of his Holy Spirit enough in us so that we can walk out this life in whatever disease, whatever illness, whatever mental illness, whatever financial problems, whatever marriage problems, whatever it is that you're dealing with, because I know we're all dealing with something, can be handled. It, 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 we can show up every week. Some of you twice a month, my favorite line. <laughs> you can show up once a year. But if you don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you're just walking through the motions. You're just, you're just going through the motions. I, I, look, Acts 2, what, what, what is Pentecost? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And a sound like a blowing and violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. This, 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 the Holy Spirit descends on these men and women. This power comes. Look, when, I, when I'm sitting in my, in my office or at my home and, 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 and crazy hits or, or I don't know, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that falls that allows me to take the next step. It definitely isn't the world. It's not the next drug, the next sex, the next money, the next whatever. It's none of those things because all of that is insatiable. And the power of the Holy Spirit falls at Pentecost. There, there's just, it, it, it's a scene. I can only imagine having been there and, and they're all together and they're praying and, 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 and Jesus is, and, and see what, what Pentecost is, there's three main feasts. There's the first, the third, and the seventh month there are feasts. There's the Passover, there's Tabernacle, and there's Pentecost. It's actually Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacle. But Passover is the feast where they celebrate the passing over. Remember Egypt and the, and the Spirit of the Lord came over. If you had blood on your, your, your door, then, then you wouldn't die. It was, it was this, 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 this passing over, the death over the Israelites that was celebrated. And tabernacle was this celebration of God's faithfulness during the 40 days that they wandered, 40 days, 40 years that they wandered in the desert. And then Pentecost was this, was this celebration of, 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 of the giving of the law. Now, now here's what's interesting. We just, we just sang a song. Toby just sang a song for us. And, and, and he said, I don't remember exact words. Maybe you can help me because you're the smart one, Chris. Uh, what did he say about uh, uh, um, religion, laying down your religion? See, see, the law came, and it didn't really change them. I'm going to come back to that. But, but what, what does Pentecost literally mean? Because some of us have this bad connotation of Pentecost. Oh, Pentecostals, Pentecost, Pentecost. Penta means five. Pentagram, where we get the word pentagram from. Cost means the 10th power. So it literally means 50. You don't have to be scared of Pentecost. It means 50. 5-0. <laughs> when the day of Pentecost came, could say this. When the 50th day arrived, 
Same thing. But, but we've jacked this word and we make it sound like crazies. We've taken Pentecost and said Pentecostals, and those people are crazy. And I don't want to be associated with that. Therefore, anything that comes with it, including the power of the Holy Spirit falling on me like I need, let's just kind of put that over there because I don't need that stuff. Let's keep our conservative little box, come to church, have be buttoned down, keep it all together, let everybody think it's all good, while inside we're falling apart because we don't access the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's do that. Two weeks ago, I went to AA. I'm not an alcoholic, as far as you know. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I do like a glass of wine. I went with a friend because he said, hey, you need to come and check this out. I was blown away by the church that went on there. Oh, my gosh. It was a, it was a more powerful church service than, than any that I put on. Go check it out. Uh, the stories were, were absolutely just, it blew my mind. The vulnerability of the stories. Hi, I am fill in the blank. I'm an alcoholic. And then they would go into these stories. I go, oh, gosh. They came to me, and I'm like, I'm just a visitor. Just a visitor. But I, I, and, and, and I know in, in AA, it's, it is based on biblical principles and stuff, but this one that I went to, they're talking about Jesus. It wasn't, I mean, people are like, hey, there's no separation. It was, it was a trip. There's in a Newport Beach down here. Um, it, it it was it was church, but I, I say that only because there was this level of vulnerability and truth that went forth that that we don't see in church. There was an understanding in everyone that spoke, every single person that said, "Hey, my name is I'm an alcoholic." Every single one had this understanding, and I need something bigger than me. The Holy Spirit, Jesus. I'm not going to go through that. What is Pentecost? It's 50. It's literally 50. What happened on Pentecost? I, I, I love this because we sang that song, Toby, that talked about, you know, lay down our religion. Let me show you what, what we were singing about right there. And, and it says this, um, and they were, dwelling, they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under the heaven, under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard this, them speaking in their, his own language. So there's this huge crowd. They had all come to uh, celebrate Pentecost in Jerusalem. So every tribe, every tongue, every nation was there represented. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit falls on them and, and, and all this is going on and they were confused because all these different languages were represented at Pentecost and, and people were praying and speaking in tongues and other languages that they could understand and they were blown away by what was going on. Does anybody remember what happened at Genesis 11? What did God do? He confused their languages. Acts 2, Pentecost, is the restoration of Genesis 11. Genesis 11, they all spoke a language gathered in rebellion. Acts 2 and Pentecost, they came together and gathered in submission. Genesis 11, they gathered in pride. Let us build a, a tower that's so high into the heavens that we would be like God. 
Acts 2, they gathered in humility. Oh, God, have mercy. Acts 11, or Genesis 11, they all had one language. God came down and confused their languages. In Acts 2, they all came back together, and God restored a pure language to them. Tongues. Glossoleo. I love this. Acts 2 is a fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost, too. Now, now watch this. Celebrating, okay, so uh, Pentecost is celebrating the giving of the law, right? Leviticus. There was a loud noise in Leviticus. Cloud descended. There was fire. Remember, Moses was, was there with the fire and got the word. God wrote the law on the tablets of stone. You remember that? This is given of the law. And on that day, the law was given. 3,000 people died. Okay, we'll get into that. On the day of Pentecost, he's restoring. The Holy Spirit is constantly restoring. He can restore what has been stolen from you. The Holy Spirit can restore what the enemy is trying to steal. The Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit wants to bring back what the enemy has lied to you and taken away from you. And what is happening here on the day of Pentecost is this. There's this loud noise and the cloud descends and there was fire like fire that fell on them and God wrote the law in the hearts of men and 3,000 got saved that day. Look, look, religion is just a tablet with a bunch of words on it that says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. And we sang a song and said, I don't want the religion. I want the relationship. And that's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. See, when God gave the law, they couldn't keep it. Look, he comes and Moses is up there in this powerful moment. Have you ever had one of those powerful moments with God? And there's fire and, and, and God is speaking and Moses has the tablets. And, and, and he comes off the mountain. As he's coming up the mountain, he thinks there's this big brawl going on, this big fight going on down below. But what's going on is this. They built golden calves. They started worshiping another God. The very law that he was bringing says no other gods do not commit adultery. He walks right into the people of God who are committing adultery and worshiping other gods. See, the restoration of religion is this, that God, through his Holy Spirit, writes the law in our hearts. And the one who holds the law lives in us. And the power to deliver us from whatever that is that you're going through lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And we have this whole church, I'm generalizing, walking around powerless. We have this whole church walking around, and their answers come to church. We have this whole church that's walking around, their answers give more to church. We have this whole church just walking around and, 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 and their answer is vote Republican. And it's crap. Thank you. Pentecost is the restoration of the judgment of Babel where man said, hey, we can do whatever we can do. And he spreads them out and he goes, gosh, I'm going to mix up their languages and I'm going to spread them over the earth. And, 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 and Pentecost comes and goes, I'm going to bring them together under one holy language and, and I'm, I'm, the power is going to fall. And when they leave this place, that power is promised by Jesus that lives in each believer as they go forth and leave this place. The power of God goes with them and it's not in the gathering of the church, although do not, uh, what's the scripture? Gosh, do not 
Thank you. Forsake the gathering of believers on a Sunday morning. That's why she's a keeper. <laughs> Don't forsake that. But it's not here. It's out there in those doors. It was Friday morning when a handful of us got together and fed 60 teachers and, and just showed them the love of Christ. Pentecost is the restoration of the judgment of Babel and the fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost. And what religion can't do, the Holy Spirit says, I can do. What religion can't deliver, God says, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And, and, and whatever that is, that is the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you can't overcome. Why is Pentecost so important? See, because Jesus came to put us in right standing with God. When Jesus went to the cross and, and died on the cross for your sins and mine, when you and I come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we come into this right standing with God. Now all of a sudden we have access to the Father because of the blood of Jesus and what he did for each one of us. But then Jesus says what? It's good that I what? It's good that I go. It's good that I leave. I'm going to get out of this place because there's someone coming. The counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor. So the Holy Spirit comes so that I can live righteously. Why doesn't the church live righteously? Because we don't access the power of the Holy Spirit. We live in religion. We don't walk in the fullness of, of what Scripture says about this Holy Spirit that lives in you and I. The Holy Spirit came so I can live righteously. Gosh, I know this sounds so just uh, like you're going, okay, yeah, that's, that's right. But, but uh, for me, just me, I know how to do this church thing. Done it for 23 years, helped plan over 50, 60 churches. I know the right words. I know the buzzwords. I know what to say. I know to how to stand up here and look good. Not this way, but look good that way, okay? Don't, although I look pretty good, Chris. Um, yeah. I know the game. I find myself in it at times. And, and this, this series has just brought me to a place of, of just, no, 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 Holy Spirit. And I don't know if it's coincidence. Uh, it's not coincidence. I think God divinely, sovereignly places everything. But this last three or four weeks have been a little bit stressful in areas of my life. And, and I haven't done a great job with it, but I, I find myself keep going to, oh, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. How do I, how can I live righteously? Jesus says this. And being assembled together with him, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus' last words. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. Okay, so he di differentiates here. He says, John baptized with water. What happens when you're baptized with water? You come into a relationship with Jesus. You make a proclamation of your salvation through water baptism. So he's not talking about salvation here. He goes on and he says, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. He very clearly differentiates salvation, water baptism, and baptism in the Holy Spirit. And there's this whole group of people that walk around out there. There's this whole group of Christians that walk around out there and, 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 and we don't acknowledge the fact that the power of the Holy Spirit lives in us. 
And some of you even right now are going, baptism. There's no two baptisms and there's no, there's no speaking in tongues and prayer and all that. I'm just reading the Bible. I'm just reading the Bible. Jesus says, wait for the promise. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. What did Peter say? He said, what should we do? Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Ah, then he goes and he, tran he, he just transitions. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2, 38. The promise is for you, your children, and all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. What does that mean? Why is that significant? Because many times I've heard the word preached that it was for a dispensation. The power of the Holy Spirit was only for a dispensation, for a time, a period. And once that period was over the establishment of the first century church, then we don't need the Holy Spirit anymore. But I would, I would tell you, I, I, I just can't buy it because I look out there and I look at the absolute crap and everything that's going on out there. And yes, we have established the first century church has moved on, but I need the Holy Spirit, and I know you do. So why is the power of the Holy Spirit all of a sudden, oh, it's over. He went away to take a nap. Makes no sense. All who are far off, that's me. He didn't say all through the next generation. He said all who are far off, that's you. says, then he saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that, sep that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit enabled them. I'm going to talk more in, in depth about tongues and gifts of the Holy Spirit in the next couple weeks. So I wanted to leave you hanging on that so you'd come back maybe. But, but uh, the power, the fire, or maybe some of you just go, no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so thanks for the warning. I'm not coming back. The power of the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me get rid of one thing right now. When you pray in tongues, those who pray in tongues, it, is, it has nothing to do with salvation, has nothing to do with you being better or worse than anybody else. It's a gift that God gives. And, and I know some great people that, that pray in tongues. And, and there's some other people that are great people that I don't know, that I do know that don't pray in the Spirit. God gives gifts. Can I experience? Yes. Let me finish with this. The power of the Holy Spirit as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. Here's, here's why I know that I, that you, that we need the Holy Spirit. Because I look at the life of Jesus. I look at the life. During his earthly ministry, ministry, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was led by the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit to perform miracles. How much more do you need the Holy Spirit? Jesus needed? Look, look at this. Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit of the wilderness. Led by the Holy Spirit, again. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And, and, and a report about him went out through the surrounding county. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. But it was by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons. Then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit. How about you? 
As believers, we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I was, gosh, this, this morning, another person that called me that I was talking to who was in angry as could be at, his, at, at her spouse and, and literally uh, wanted to go and physically harm their spouse. I said, it's not going to work. Bless you. The power of the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to deliver you from this anger, this hurt, this mistrust. That's it. In, in, the, in the five years of six years, I don't know, I can't even count anymore, crazy that we've experienced in our life, the Holy Spirit is the only thing that delivered us and allowed us to come out on the other side. Please hear me when I say that. I'm not telling you that, that God is going to suddenly make you rich or make your husband a, a better man than he was or your wife a better woman or your addiction to go away or your, your mental illness. As I said, I, I'm not telling you that God's going to get rid of all those things. What I'm telling you is this, that the God that I serve gave me the Holy Spirit because he knew in this fallen, fallible world, this side of heaven, that the struggles that we would walk in, the pain that we would walk in, the crap that we would endure, walk through, and have to do and deal with, that there's only one answer, and it's the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me that allows me to get up in the morning and go and walk and get through the day. Otherwise, just let me be done. Unfortunately, it's what a lot of our kids are doing. And drug and addiction and suicide and mental illness is, is, is allowing our kids to go, I'm, I'm done. And you and I have the answer. Oh God, we have the answer. How do we not give it out? I'm not talking about a Sunday morning here. I'm talking about Sunday afternoon through Sunday morning before you come back here out there in this world. Because the hope of Christ Jesus lives in you. And the power of the Holy Spirit wants to use you to change lives. I can't sit here anymore. Thanks for listening to the Pacific Point Podcast. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com slash give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you are encouraged today.